The Lions won, the Bengals lost, and there is something in the air up in Orchard Park, New York. It's called the wind. Welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave, and I'm joined by my better-looking twin, Josh, and this is Irreverent Sports Meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. If you want to join in the irreverence, you can email us at ismdaveandjosh at gmail.com. If you don't like our opinions, we don't care. (laughs) But if you don't like them, tell us why. Not like Quinn from Rockford, Illinois, who emailed us in response to our list of greatest Super Bowl teams and emailed us with the words, you are wrong, and that's it. Please tell us why we're wrong, all right? We won't care, (laughs) but at least we will know why. (laughs) We have a great... (laughs) We have a great show for you tonight. We are counting down our top five teams to not win a Super Bowl, debate on the Hall of Fame status of a recently retired quarterback, but first, another person has opened their mouth and proven themselves an idiot. Today is December 8th, 2021. Let's get irreverent. So, Josh, did you get a chance to watch that New England-Buffalo game? Every single play. Every single running play, right? Every single running play. <laughs> yep, I did. Well, at the end of that, at the end of that game, uh, Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, says, "Hey, don't." And I'm again paraphrasing. Hey, don't put this on Belichick. Is more that we screwed up more than he won the game. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Um, First of all, I want to hear what you think of that, because I already have my thoughts, but I haven't talked to you at all about this. Uh, what are your thoughts on what Sean McDermott said? Well, my first thought is, like, what is he trying to accomplish by saying that? Like, mm-hmm. okay, so Belichick, you know, didn't have a great game plan and didn't beat you because he's awesome. Instead, I suck at what I do. That's pretty much what I said, what he said. If I were him, I would have been like, kudos to the greatest coach ever. and just, you know, owned it. But nope. Instead, I had to, he had to say something that just <laughs> makes him look bad on every front. Well, it's like, are you so, are you, do you have so little self-esteem that you have to like, you know what I mean? Say, oh, he's not better than me. You know, it's that I'm, I just was bad. You know, like, I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, it doesn't it makes even no help sense. that. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Like, it... well, I, 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 I thought more and more about this Josh McDermott thing. And I thought. Three things here, okay? The first is, what did I say? His name's Sean McDermott. You said Josh McDermott? (laughs) Josh McDaniels, I think, is what I'm thinking of. Um, Sean McDermott, um, well then, he's wrong, okay? Um, New England did win this game. um, And I know he said, oh, we just didn't, you know, do well in the red zone. Well, guess what? New England is second in the NFL in red zone defense, all right? Teams get a touchdown 45.7% of the time. That's second in the NFL. And they had two red zone attempts in the fourth quarter, and they got zero points. Zero. So one, he's wrong, okay? That defense is really, really good, and it did beat you. The second thing I thought about this is that what are you doing? You're playing them again in two weeks, right? Belichick's going to use this like bulletin board stuff. Like, are you stupid? Like if I were, if I were Josh McDermott or if I was Sean McDermott, um, I was listening to uh, Mike Florio. He's like, 
I would have said Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. They're amazing. They're so great. Can't I, I can't believe we even got any points against them. <laughs> That's you exactly what, I mean? what he should have done. That's what Belichick would have done. That's exactly what Belichick would have done. Actually, Belichick would have been like, next question. It's <laughs> probably right. <laughs> yes, we did this. Like just, next question. It's, it's just stupid. And you're saying this against literally, like, there is no argument the greatest NFL coach of all time. You're saying that the greatest NFL coach of all time didn't win that game, but you lost it. Which is absolutely bonkers because I don't know if I even was like expecting them to be that hardcore about their game plan. You know, I I would assume Mm -hmm. that like once they started, you know, stacking the box every play, like they did Mm -hmm. um, that eventually, you know, they would, they would throw in, you know, pepper in, some uh, play action, but they didn't at all. And I think that's what kept the Bills on their heels is that they didn't do it. So they kept on expecting it to happen, but it never did. So they couldn't like make decisions based upon that. So they just kept on semi going for the run instead of, you know, just doing a zero, Mm -hmm. a zero coverage blitz, you know, every single play. Instead they were playing like a zone, some type of zone running stop i don't even know what they were playing like to be honest but like it was not the right choice and uh yeah what was actually most interesting about the game was watching how ramondre stevenson and damien harris mostly damien harris they were their job was literally like to read the like read all of the blocks in front of them because there was they basically had nine guys in front of them blocking for them mm-hmm. had 11 guys on the defense trying to get to them and they had to read it Every mm-hmm. single time. And man, they made, they made it work every single, like almost, it seemed like every single play, like rip off four or five yards. It was crazy. Well, I, I so think I, the one, the one play, sorry, I apologize. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was say the one play that really showed me how great of a coach Belichick is, and maybe it's more Josh McDaniels. I don't know which, but on second and like nine, they did a quarterback sneak up the middle for seven yards. And you're just like, <laughs> what? You did it did like it was just up the middle with Mac Jones, like like you would on the one yard line trying to get a touchdown, you know? They were super hardcore about their game plan, and it was awesome. That was it, it was. It was a really fun game to watch. It was it really was. What's funny is that normally a 14 to 10 game is like drawl and uh, can, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can be very boring. But mm-hmm. this was so crazy. Like you kept on thinking, when are they going to stop them? When are they going to start passing? And it never happened. It never happened. Three passes all game long. It was, I, it was probably one of my most memorable, ga- memorable games I've ever watched for sure. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think I'll, I'll always, I'll always remember where I was when, when the Patriots threw the ball three times in a game <laughs> and what? Oh my gosh. All right. Well, well, Josh, um, our, we have our list to go through t- tonight. Um, our top five NFL teams um, that did not win a Super Bowl, right? So last week we talked about the top five teams of all time um, who won a Super Bowl. This week, teams that did not win the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, I'm going to start this off with my number five team, all right? And and, I, and I'm pretty sure we have pretty close to the same list because – we think very similarly in, in a lot of ways. But my number five team is the 1992 49ers. They were 14, they were 14 and two. 
And they had Steve Young and Joe Montana. In fact, Joe Montana didn't play almost the whole season. Only because Steve Young got injured in a little bit of a game did Montana play hardly at all. Um, and Ricky, they had Ricky Waters and Jerry Rice and a solid defense. And and they just ran into, and they would have. I think they any other year besides 92 and 93, they would have won the Super Bowl that year. But they ran into, like, the Cowboys who were just streaking. You know, with maybe one of the, again, what some of the greatest teams of NFL history. But I would say the 92 49ers are my number five team. Good choice. They are not on my list. Oh, they, uh, really? They're not on your list at all? Uh, no, they're not. Wow. My, right. my number five is actually the 2019 Baltimore Ravens. I chose them uh, for three very specific reasons. One, they had the first unanimous, M- or I think is the first unanimous MVP that year, which was Lamar Jackson. Mm. Mark Ingram was a thousand yard rusher along with Lamar Jackson breaking the quarterback single season rushing record. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They produced 530 yards per game of offense. Wow. That is in. Wow. Yeah, For a rushing team. Insanity. That's insane. So, so, so you think they would have, they would have beaten the Niners? Yeah. I mean, I really, I think they would have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All I right. Do. All right. Well, I think that's a great number five. I don't have them on my list at all. Um, that is a great number five. Um, my number four is the greatest show on turf, 2001 Rams. They were 14 and two. They had an MVP, Kurt Warner, which by the way, this would have been the third straight year that the Rams had the MVP of the league on their team. It was Kurt Warner in 99, Falk in 2000, and Warner again in 01. And then uh, they had seven pro bowlers on that team and 11 out of the 16 games they played, and this was huge, 11 out of the 16 games they played, they scored over 30 points. I'm not saying that that's, they only scored 30 points in those games. They scored 40 points and 50 points, but 11 of the 16, they scored over 30 points. That's not counting any of the 20-point games. Um, I think that's amazing. And again, everyone thought, I mean, this was this was one of the greatest upsets of all time. They ran into those to the upstart Tom Brady first season Patriots team, where uh, all of a sudden the whole NFL changed after that game. But uh, that started everything for the Patriots. But I thought that that Rams team that that might that's one of the top five teams to never win the Super Bowl. That's a good choice. I considered putting them on my list big time because they. They were quite incredible, but yeah, there's there's something about that team that I don't know. It just didn't I didn't think was like super special. I don't know. Well, their um, defense was pretty good. They had Aeneas, Aeneas Williams. Remember the the old mm-hmm. Cardinals corner? Um, I mean, they had a pretty solid defense. Yeah, they were great. I remember watching the Super Bowl actually. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> so my number four team isn't really one team. My number four team is four teams. It's four and, teams. Yeah, my number my number four is the 1990 through 1993 Buffalo Bills, and the reason why I didn't I didn't want to pick one specific year it's because they not, none of them really had like a like a a super best season ever team mm-hmm. you know and they just accidentally lost the Super Bowl. Uh, they were very dominant in the AFC for four straight years, 
and they got beat in the Super Bowl by three of the four, or sorry, three of the best teams that's ever played in the NFL. The 1991 Washington Redskins, the 1992 Dallas Cowboys, and the 1993 Dallas Cowboys. But they had nine Pro Bowlers on their 1990 team, and this team was made up of just legends jim kelly thurman thomas andre reed cornelius bennett daryl talley bruce smith don Beebe to a lesser extent even their even their backup quarterback was frank wright the current coach of the indianapolis Colts. um and it, it actually kind of breaks my heart that marv levy and they never got it done they were never mm-hmm. able to just finish the job but they were in the middle of this absolute dominance that the nfc was mm-hmm. like the nfc was showing through the yeah. last two decades, basically, um, since yeah. like the early 80s. Well, it didn't even end until the late 90s. So, well, think about the coaches they went up against. You know, they went up against three of the greatest coaches of all time. Now, I'm not saving, saying Marv Levy's not, all right? But think about the coaches. They, they went up against Bill Parcells. They went up against Joe Gibbs. They went up against Jimmy Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, they just ran into the wrong teams at the wrong time. And and that's and that's really kind of it stinks because I, Jim Kelly was one of my favorite players. Thurman mm-hmm. Thomas was one of my favorite players. Yeah, and they just never got it done. And you know, they will forever go down in history of you know, or Marv Levy will forever go down in history as the greatest coach that never won a Super Bowl. I would say, man, that's an interesting list. Greatest coach to not win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's I probably we, a lot more. It's probably a lot more boring than you think. I I don't know. <laughs> I th- I think we found our list for next week. <laughs> We'll talk about it. What's your what's your number three? <laughs> I'm trying to think of anyone. Sorry, I, I, you got me thinking about who is the greatest coach to not win a Super Bowl. And Marv Levy, I mean, that's a that's a really, really good choice. Um, it is Marv Levy. <laughs> There's no one else. <laughs> I can't even touch him. What about Mike Martz? No, I'm just joking. Just joking. God. Um, <laughs> my number three team um, is one of our dad's favorite teams of all time. The 1984 Dolphins. Okay. The 1984 Dolphins, 14 and two. Um, Dan Marino was in his second year, his second year, and he did something that no other NFL player ever had done. He threw for over 5,000 yards. He was the first player to ever do that. He had two receivers that went over 1,300 yards uh, Mark Clayton and Mark Duper, the Mark brothers. Um, he recorded 48 touchdowns, a a record that was held until the greatest of all time, Tom Brady broke it, which then Peyton Manning, somewhere in the top 10 quarterbacks of all time, um, broke that. But he had the record for many, many years. Um, and they ran into a pre-Jerry Rice 49ers team that some people think might be the best of all the 49er teams. Yeah, I that's yeah, that's a good choice. What do you think? That 84 team, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that was everyone like I, I think most people thought they were gonna win the Super Bowl that year. You know what I mean? Well, they had a dynamic offense, you know, their defense wasn't wasn't the worst in the NFL, but they had a Hall of Fame coach, you know, already probably he was already considered a Hall of Fame coach. Um uh oh man, Don Shula. Um, for a for a while, he was already considered a Hall of Fame coach. Oh yeah, because he'd won Super Bowls in Baltimore for the Colts, you know. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, eighty four Dolphins on my list at number three. 
Yeah, that's a really good choice. Uh, my number three is going to be the uh, 1986 Chicago Bears, actually. Really? Yep. Okay. I, and I, I, and I, I thought I know this about is little... that. I thought about that, but I didn't know their so offense this, wasn't super great that year. That's my point, and this is what I got. This is what I got to tell you: is that like in four, they went 14 and two that year. They did. They they essentially were the 1985 Bears with an injured Jim McMahon. So they went through, I think, five different QBs that year. Um, one of them was Walter Payton because he had to finish a game because all the QBs got hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the defense is probably the second best of all time, I would say. Uh, they ranked, I think, in the top three of every category on defense. Um, oh, and they were first in points allowed. Um, but... The offense obviously was the problem on this team is that they just were short a quarterback. Like they literally, if they got a quarterback that could stay healthy and be okay, they would have won the Super Bowl. And, and this was like a complaint of uh, Richard Dent on the uh, the 30 for 30 1985 Chicago Bears when they were talking about the 1986 season is that uh, Mike Dick actually went out and got Doug Flutie to, to play in the, uh, I believe the playoffs actually. And he was like, why would you do that? Like, why, why not, why not just roll with uh, a Tom Zach or whatever? And uh, yeah, I really think that it was basically the bears having a super bowl hangover, maybe that just kept them from winning again. Hmm. And uh, yeah. So in my opinion, they're third best of all time. What do you got for two? What do you got for well, two? Well, before I do two, you said something and I got to push back on this a little bit. You said, the second greatest defense of all time. The first, obviously, the 85 Bears. But you think that 86 defense is better than the 2000 Ravens? I would have to say probably. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's arguable. Like, I, the 2000 Ravens is absolutely ridiculous. Like, they were great, I know, too. There are people who argue that the 2000 Ravens is better than the 85 Bears. Now, I don't, I don't believe that, but... But there are people who argue that, so that's why I just find that that's that's, that's were, quite a lofty they, thing. To they say. were quite literally the best team in almost every, best defense in almost every category, Dave. Like that's that's, that's dominance. That's that's a, a great defense through and through, and that's without Buddy Ryan. So I hmm. I don't know. I I think they're okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, I just wanted to push back. All right. I just I don't know if I agree with you. I, I wish I could, um, because I. Obviously, I'm the Bears fan, but I'll have to think about that one. My number two team, um, I think I think we have the same two and one. Um, number two is the 1998 Minnesota Vikings. Am I right? Do you have that as your number two? Nope. Oh, my gosh. Okay, my number two is the 1998 Vikings. Um, they were 15 and one. They had a resurgent career from a uh, uh, resurgent year from Randall Cunningham that year. And they listen to the, these wide receivers they had on each side. Randy Moss in his rookie year, all right, setting the rookie record with 17 touchdowns. And then they had Chris Carter on the other side, you know, the the the, uh, the veteran. And then they had they had a great defense. They had a good running back. I think it was Robert Smith was the running back. He was really solid. Their offensive line was good. Um, their kicker, their kicker is one of the greatest of all time. In fact, that season, he hadn't missed a kick or a, like a field goal or an extra point all single, the whole season. 
until the NFC Championship against the Falcons. They were ready to go to the Super Bowl. And Gary Anderson goes up there to kick a field goal, and he misses it. I remember, because I was so happy. I didn't want any Vikings fans to be happy. I, I was, like, so ecstatic that the Vikings had lost. But looking back on it, I feel really bad, because that was a really great team. They deserved to be in the Super Bowl. And if they had been in the Super Bowl, wouldn't that have been an interesting game? The Denver Broncos versus the Minnesota Vikings? What a mm-hmm. game that would have been. Yep. But that yep. that that is my number two. My number two is the 85 Dolphins. Um, you pretty much said almost everything verbatim that I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I think one thing you missed was they were ranked first in points and seventh in points allowed. So the defense was actually quite good that year. Yeah, even though um, but yeah, the two the two thirteen hundred yard wide receivers, man, that's that's awesome. That's like that's like today's like good. That would be good for today, and that was in nineteen eighty four. So, well, and just think about this: like that offense was so great, and they were they. I don't, I can't, I don't know if they were the underdogs in that game or if they were the if they were the ones who were supposed to win. But I have a feeling they were supposed to beat that forty ers team. Um, because of all the points they scored in the Dolphins, that game got blown out. Yep. You know, so, I mean, this really tells you the greatness of Bill Walsh. Yeah, that's true. And uh, shall we trade off reasons that the 2007 New England Patriots are first on our lists? I would be fine with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure every Colts fan ever who listens to this hates us. Yeah. <laughs> like... Um. Okay, so I'll go with uh, they average 37 points per game. I'm going to go with the obvious. They were 16-0. and 0. Randy Moss had 23 touchdowns, along with Wes Walker having over 100, or 112 receptions. Uh, Tom Brady, <laughs> he, he, held, he, held, he broke the record of Dan Marino with 50 touchdown passes and only eight interceptions on 48 hundred passing yards mm-hmm. um this game i don't know if how many people have gone back and watched this game but i was watching the eli and peyton uh cast of the of the Monday night game and they had some replays of that play like the, mm-hmm. everyone knows what play i'm talking about yeah, uh, the helmet. Where, yeah david Ty, uh, tyree catches a ball on like the ear hole of his helmet essentially mm-hmm. What what we people forget about is that like Eli Manning straight up like full on Michael Vick the whole like defense they had their hands on him and he like ducked out like jumped back ran forward and just heaved the ball and I think people don't like people forget about like that that te- that New York Giants team that day played out of their minds just to beat them by a couple points. Mm-hmm. Like, they played absolutely out of like a thousand percent of their, of their potential, like just to beat them by a couple points. Well, going back to that play, I, if I remember right, I remember um, someone saying that um, uh, the defensive guy had his arms on the quarterback and he thought the play was called dead at that point. Of course he said that. Eli Manning. But, I mean, think about it. Look at it. Got, Look at it. He didn't, Eli Manning didn't rip himself away out of the defensive player's arms. The defensive player let him go because he didn't want a penalty. Okay. No, no, okay. That's fine. You don't believe that? I don't believe that at all. 
Okay, I want you to watch the play, okay? I, I watched it literally. I, I'm, I'm just telling you. Eli hours ago. He ducked out and and just ripped it like ripped himself away from the guy. Oh, I'm gonna have uh, all right. No. I will re- I will rewatch it, but oh my I will, God. like if somebody thinks that the play ended, they're idiots. It's the Super Bowl. You shouldn't stop playing into your hurt. Yeah, but sure. like they were worried about injuring. They were worried about um protecting quarterbacks, and the defensive player was worried about that. He may have been, but I mean, it looks like he, you know, just did a good job evading the sack. All right, but, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Okay, I'll watch it again, and I'll have an answer. Okay, but yes, the 2007 Patriots are the greatest team to never win a Super Bowl. I mean, think about that. If they had won that Super Bowl, that would have been four Super Bowls, what, in five, six years? Yeah. Six years. Yep. That's insane. It is. That's insane. So I start my list, or I guess I didn't start my list, but uh, I, I talk about the first Super Bowl that they won, beating one of the greatest teams of all time to not win, and then they end up being one of the greatest teams to not win. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, Josh. Well, let's uh, break down this NFL uh, week. All right, by going through the top five games of the week, and one of them is always the Bears. And so, as always, we are going to start with the deplorable Chicago Bears that ha- that hosted Arizona and lost thirty-three to twenty-two. Um, give me your a few thoughts on that, Josh. Um, honestly, the the game actually kind of felt closer than it really was. Like, I think the Arizona pretty much just had us from the second they kicked the ball off and the score didn't really show it, but I felt like we got beat like 50 to nothing. Um, Mm. But uh, plus side, we, Montgomery looked really good and our defense is still super sad without Khalil Mack. So, well, so think about this. The bears had four interceptions in that game. And we still had a chance of winning this game. At one yeah. point, you and that's I mean? why that's why the score makes it think like we weren't out of it, but it felt like we were out of it the whole time. Oh well, well we we were. I mean, we lost technically. We lost thirty three to fourteen, technically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Besides those eight points in junk time, but Arizona was up twenty four fourteen, and we um they they got a uh, roughing the punter, roughing the kicker, if you will, and we had a first down in the very first play back. We throw an interception. Yep. Insane. If we had gone down and scored a touchdown, it would have been 24-21, and we would have really had a good chance. So it really shows you that, like, Arizona really did not hardcore win this game. They played on short fields all day because of the four interceptions. Yep. And one of their touchdowns was, wait, wait, did Buda Baker score? I don't remember. You went, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I, I, don't, I, don't, think he did. I don't think he did. But this is how bad the game was. And this is truth be told, Josh. I had to rewatch this game because I missed most of it. Because I, at the end of the half, I was like, screw this crap. And I went and looked at flooring with my wife. <laughs> That's how bad this game was. Yeah. I'm so burnt out on the Bears. It's absolutely insane. But yes, you're right. David Montgomery was the one bright spot. As was Roquan Smith. He played well, too, even while he was injured a little bit. Uh, this week, we have uh, um, Justin Fields coming back. Yeah. On clear. Sunday night, he's going to get killed. 
Mm, probably. All right. Well, the Patriots, um, I talked earlier about something in the air and it's wind. Um, we talked about the Patriots Bills game. Patriots won 14 to 10. Um, the Patriots threw three passes um, the entire game. Did you know that six times that has happened since the merger? Six times. And four of those times were either the Bills or the Patriots. Wow. Interesting. Isn't that isn't that an interesting stat? I was like, it really? It tells you something about the weather up in uh, up in the uh, the northeast uh, corner of uh, the U.S. Yes. What are but, your thoughts on the game? I mean, so many, so many things didn't happen. Like it was just the most sound football game I I had watched yeah. like an NFL team play in years. Like yeah. from offense to defense and to sticking to a game plan, man, it was awesome to watch them go 36 plays between passes, 36 <laughs> running plays between That's passes. Insane. It's just crazy. Insane. That's insane. Well, we talked a lot about this in the beginning, so I don't want so <laughs> to move on we much on it, but yeah, let's, let's go on. All right. Well, uh, the Ravens uh, went into Pittsburgh and lost. I don't think anyone would have guessed that the Ravens would have lost in Pittsburgh. Um, uh, and they lost 20 to 19 in, in kind of a, kind of an egregious way. Um, what did you think about the ending of that game? Yeah, I mean, I, I liked the call to go for two. You know, they were, yeah, I did. They were away, which is kind of, I think the rule of thumb when it comes to like stats, at least, uh, or numbers is that if you're away, you go for two and try to get out of there with the win, because I think it's like a large amount of home teams win overtime games or something like that. Um, so I like the call. I did not like the throw. Like it was there. Oh, it, was, it was brutal. It was, it was there. The Like, yeah. Oh, totally. And he totally missed it. Yeah. And I think Andrews would he was so wide open that when like the ball was thrown like almost uncatchably, he was like stunned. Like he was sitting there like yeah, we I won. So too, yeah. Like how can this game end this way? We won. I was open. Right. And I wasn't that far away from the guy. You know, that's the thing. Uh the the Ravens uh the Ravens are eight and four because of Lamar Jackson, and they are eight and four because of Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Um, as he goes, the team goes. Yeah, he's... Uh, last month of football has not been kind to Lamar. No, no, it really has not. Um, I didn't like the call uh, on uh, to go for it, uh, go for the two-point conversion. Um, I felt like they, had, they were the better team. And I think you only do that if you're the worst team. That's what I feel like. That's what I would do. But they were the better team, and all they needed was a little bit more time, and they would have won that game. See, I don't, I don't think they trusted their defense. Their defense has really not been good because, I mean, Bad, Big Ben looked good because they're like their secondary is just, you know, it's. I think two of their starters are hurt. Humphreys, I think, just went out for the season. Um, yeah. So I don't think they trusted their defense. So I think in that huh. case, okay, even though maybe they were the better team, I don't think Harbaugh wanted anything to do with his defense having to stop their offense. Even though, like, you know, it wasn't like a huge shootout. I still yeah, don't I mean, think... Ben isn't great. Like, he played better than he has the last couple of weeks, but he wasn't great. 
Um, that Steelers deal was better though with TJ Watt. I thought they looked much better with TJ Watt. Without TJ Watt, they are really scorable. Yeah, you know, you can really mm-hmm. score on them. Um, the next game that is in our top five games of the week, and one of them is always the Bears, is the Vikings Lions game. The Lions beat the Vikings. They got their first win of the year. Uh, they beat the Vikings 29-27. Uh, what stood out to you in this game? I'm the Lions just, you know, they they did a good job of um, making uh, Minnesota pay for their mistakes, to be honest. Um, Minnesota played a really sloppy game. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy to think that the Vikings, even though they're the second best team in the North, are... Are what are they five and eight now, or um, five and seven? I don't know. They five, are still. Yeah, I think they're five and seven. They're still in the playoff picture. <laughs> like, and they they have really lost some games that they should have won. Which is crazy to think that the Bears are out of contention. But I think at least the Bears have beaten every team they should have beaten. You know, and yeah, and we have lost though. Like every team we sh- probably should have lost to because we're not a very good team. Um. What did you think? Well, I thought I thought the Vikings really did a great job of letting the Lions win that game. Like, yep. uh, did you see that last play? They played so soft that whole drive. Like, that last play was nothing great that the Lions did. The Vikings played, like, so far off the wide receivers that he was in the end zone, and they were still two yards away from him. Yep. Like it, it was it was egregious defensive calling a defensive call there, and it might cost Mike Zimmer his job. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know if Mike Zimmer is going to be back next year based on this season, but that game was a, like kind of a a breakdown of of Mike Zimmer and why it's not working out in Minnesota. Yeah, you know, um, and Lions even tried to lose the game. You know what I mean? They they tried to lose the game. What was it? Um, Dan Campbell. I love the man. I'm not a big fan of his coaching, though. Um, with four minutes left, they went for it on fourth. Um, gosh, what was it? It was uh, fourth and maybe it was only fourth and one. It was fourth and one. Four minutes left, and they were on their own 28-yard line. Or, or they were on their side of the 50, like hardcore, like in their zone, in the 20s. And they went for it on fourth and one. Like, you're just asking to lose. That allowed the Vikings to score a quick touchdown and then kick the ball off to Detroit thinking that, oh, we won the game, and then they played that soft defense. But Detroit tried to lose the game. Did you see that that fourth down play? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I don't, I don't know. I think he was trying to win the game. And the fourth and one, I think you have a 75% chance of converting. So the I actually— fourth and I, one, but the risk was too high for the I, I I get that, but they're 0-10. And one, and Dan Campbell wasn't about to go home losing because they punted the ball, punted the ball when they could have just ended the game by you know getting that first and just running out the clock. Like I don't, I don't mind it at all. You know, if they, if they were like, if that game was like to decide their playoff berth, eh, maybe, maybe I would have been like, okay, maybe that, let's not do that. But they're o ten and one, and they want to win. And I think, they, I think Campbell just really wanted to just leave it all out there. You know, yeah. take everything into his hands that he can control. And I think it was fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If you were anywhere near the 50, I might be able to have that argument. But they were yeah. all the way on their side, like deep in their territory. That was a terrible play call. 
Um, and it, I, I think it's it really again shows the coaching that Dan Camp. I don't think he's a very good NFL coach. He may not be. He may not be. He, he might be a, one and done. No, no, they gave him no team. They can't. Uh, yeah, that that's true. It's years. Detroit we're talking about. Like they like purposely didn't give him any teams so they could quote unquote rebuild like they have been for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, well, they've been in the league since the forties, so. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, last game that we're going to talk about um, is San Francisco going into Seattle and losing. Again, another shocker, 30 to 23. Russell Wilson looks like he's starting to put it together, Josh. I know you you are not a big Russell Wilson fan um, as a winning quarterback in the NFL. What were your thoughts? I this game was like the slap like sloppy, sloppy fun game. It was so fun to watch. There's so many turnovers. <laughs> like right? just... Gerald Everett alone had three. So I think in like the span of three minutes. There was a fake punt for a touchdown, a fumble <laughs> recovery, and an interception. And it was, oh, wow. That was, that yeah. was just kind of like the, uh, you know, the, the like, how that game was going to go. And it was just fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, yes, I mean, Russell seems to be getting a little bit more Russell Wilson-y. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they pulled they pulled this game out pretty, you know, not, not handily, but I think they – they're putting it together. Like I think Seattle is going to be a little bit stronger down the stretch here, uh, which is not good news for SF because yeah, that might losing... keep them out of the playoffs. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I thought Russell Wilson played really well. Uh, he had he was thirty for thirty-seven uh, through to nine different wide receivers. Um, this is the best game he's had since he's been back. Um, Seattle's defense. I, I think they had like one plan: stop everyone and let Kittle run crazy. Like, as long like as the, everybody else is stopped, like, we'll be okay. It's the anti-Belichick. Like, it's... Right. Yeah, exactly. So remember that guy who does really good? Let's do the opposite of what he does. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> well, it's the Pete Carroll way, so... But you're right. That was that was an interesting game. Uh, Gerald Everett is the GOAT, though. Uh, he's the GOAT of that game, and I don't mean that in the greatest of all time. I mean, in the, like, almost screwed up the whole game for Seattle. <laughs> Alone, yeah. Like, single-handedly. <laughs> I don't want this ball. You take this ball. <laughs> right. Exactly. Too hot for me. Hot potato here, you know. Well, those, right. were the, those were the top five games of the week, and one of them is always the Bears. Uh, Josh, after that week, what plays stuck out, stood out to you? What was your best play? Uh, well, my best play was the... Uh, Travis Homer, punt, fake punt for a touchdown. Oh, that was cool. pretty. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I mean, he just housed it. It was like he they, like they hiked it to him, and he just went straight like to the end zone untouched. Yep. Like yep. I don't even know how that's possible, but it totally happened. <laughs> yeah. What no, you... that was that was awesome. Um, my my best play is, uh, and I hate to say it because it was against the Bears, but that James Conner one handed catch, like that was a terrible pass from Kyler. And he grabbed it and then threw the defender off him. Although I'll tell you this, the Bears tackling um, is terrible. So, and that guy who was trying to tackle him was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but he again, he's like the fifth or sixth defensive back on the team. Um, but James Conner, that one-handed catch and running it in for the running it into the end zone, that's my best play of the week. It was kind of a week. It was a weak week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there yeah, weren't a ton of great plays. It was more. It was a weird week. 
You know, it really was. Um, what was your worst play? I don't know. In the same game as your one-headed catch, the Kyler Murray not handoff, like you just dropped out the ground <laughs> when they were in the red zone. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, a little rusty there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they got like I hate to say it, it, it sounds like a homer, but they got kind of lucky in that game. Yeah, they, really did. they didn't. They were better on Elfrons, and they were never going to lose that. Oh, game. they are a better team than the Bears, <laughs> but they got lucky. I mean, they got four four interceptions, um, and still, still the Bears had a chance. Anyway, going back, uh, worst play for me was that Detroit going for it on fourth down, um, deep in their territory uh, with four minutes left. I thought that was that was that was the epitome of Dan Campbell right there. Who is your king of the mountain, my friend? Who who is playing the best right now? Yeah, I'm gonna have to switch over to New England. I am, yeah, I'm you a, are. I'm a believer. I am a I'm believer. A believer. Nice. I totally yep. agree. They're on my king of the mountain too. The Patriots, yep. man. Rolling down the hill, uh, I got Houston. Yeah, I have Houston too. <laughs> <laughs> there, man. Josh, I remember when I was asking you, hey, who who should I play defense wise? Should I play the Colts against the Texans? Or should I play, uh, who was it? it? was whoever was playing the Jets. I can't remember who it was. Oh, I can't remember. But I had both their I had both their defenses. And you're like, the Colts. They're playing the Texans. <laughs> so I'm glad I played the Colts. They were, they, yeah. they were a weak winner this week. Yeah. Um, uh, Texans only had 141 total yards. 11 for 27 passing. Josh, can you guess what was the, what was the, uh, how many yards was it per pass that the Texans had? Uh, they finally bad. Let's go with four and a half. Lower. What? No. Yeah, go lower. Three. Lower. Two. L- lower. One point seven. One point eight yards per pass. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I, that, 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 I know that it, it was a wild stat when I saw it. So Tyrod Taylor is not good. Oh, it wasn't even Tyrod Taylor playing, man. Oh, Davis Mills got put in, but Tyrod yeah, Taylor Davis, started that Davis game. Davis Mills. Yeah, yeah Davis he, Mills, man. Holy cow. Yeah, it was a bad game. All right. Well, Josh, uh, this is my favorite part, man. Um, you have your question of the week, and if I know this. I'm a nerd, so I'm hoping I'm a nerd. So what's your question of the week? All right, so this is a little bit complicated, so pay attention. Okay. So there are seven running backs, okay, that have a yards per carry at five or above five for their career. For the season? For their career. Oh, for their career. For their career. There are seven seven. running backs. There are seven. Uh, Three of them are at 5-0 flat, which are – Barry Sanders, Gail Sayers, and Aaron Jones, who's still playing. There are three, there are four above five. Jamal Charles being number one at 5.4, which everybody knows who's ever watched a Monday night game because they mention it like every week. Uh, (laughs) Nick Chubb, who is still playing. And of course, the great Jim Brown, which everyone knows. However, there is one more running back that has a yards per carry above five. Can you name that running back? Or their career. Or their career. Is this like a shock? It's, he's a Super Bowl winning running back. Okay, so he, he has won a Super Bowl. Okay. 
Yards per carry. Okay, hold on. Let me think. Uh, no. no. They lost. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say one here. And... <laughs> Le'Veon Bell? Wrong. Emmett Smith? Nope. Rick. Oh, uh, could you give me any clues? He was not the only 1,000-yard rusher on his team in one year that he won the Super Bowl. Really? Okay, all right, hold on. Larry Zonka? Nope. Okay, I give up. You actually were close. It was Mercury Morris. Oh, Mercury Morris. Yeah. Wow. Guy who played opposite Larry Zonka in that Super Bowl season. Yeah. Wow. What one back-to-back Super Bowls? Yep. Wow. Wow, that's a great question. I would have get yeah, all the other ones obvious, obvious, obvious. Yep. There now there are other players with north of 5 yards per carry but they're quarterbacks. So they uh, yeah, I, those not, are... I left them off the list. Yep. Yeah. Is there anyone surprising in the quarterbacks? Um like here. Mike Tomzak or something? Um, I mean, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Okay. All right. Most of them, you, I mean, Michael Vick's up there. Randall Cunningham's up there. You, both those are no surprises. Okay. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, let's, that was a great question, Josh. Wow, man. I really enjoyed this new segment. I love it. Um, all right. Well, let's go, let's go on to, uh, our fantasy football depression. Um, again, we're talking about a 10 team league, um, and, PPR, and I lost again. I lost again. I can't win to save my life. And like, like I had a, ch- I, I didn't think my team did terrible. I still scored about one twenty. The guy I I play against has like his best week of the of the season. I'm sick of this, Josh. I don't want to play fantasy football anymore. It sucks. Yeah, you have not oh, had a good go of it this year. This has been a rough one. I'm in literally last place. And even if I win this week, I will still be in last place. It's wild. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> that, if you win and I win, I think you may be tied for last place. Well, and thank you. I still consider that last place. So well, at least I'll be a tie. I'll be someone in, in misery with some. There'll be someone I, with me in misery. I guess technically that would still be last place. Yeah. It would still be. Oh, this has been a rough year. Yeah. I'm hoping for, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Um, so, Josh, who is your superstar this week, my friend? My superstar is Kittle and Bits. Uh, I think he averaged 20 yards per reception this game. <laughs> Unbelievable. George Kittle is just, I mean, I don't even know. He's he, he's so disappointing sometimes, especially for fantasy. But man, he can really put together some amazing games. I know, but I will never draft him. Like you know Oh no. Because you only get him for six games. Although maybe I should. I'm in last place. So <laughs> Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe you should everything you think, maybe you should just go the other way. I know, right? Like Darren Waller didn't help me out this year. Good yeah, luck. No, right? Jeez. I know. He's dropped to like I don't know. He's not a top three tight end anymore, I don't think. Um, uh, mine was Tom Brady, 39 points. He's had seven games this year 
over 30 points. Yeah, he's done, he's done really well. Absolutely. He's had, yeah, he's had, again, like this is kind of a resurgent year for him. Like he's, he's never been that, terrible, yeah. but two years ago he wasn't like the regular. Last year he was learning a new system. This year he's just going he's just going off. And he doesn't even have his best wide receiver because yeah. he he faked a, a COVID card. What an idiot. Um, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I just see them. They were like sitting like in, in Antonio Brown's basement. He and the two other guys are with him. <laughs> they have like they have like construction paper and like <laughs> you know. They're like totally gonna believe this dude. <laughs> it's like written out in crayon. <laughs> it's just a like vaccination status check mark. <laughs> yeah, they have catch me if you can playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh, anyway, that hurt my fantasy team too. This has been a weird year. Like I had three players on IR. All right, one of my players has faked COVID. Like this has been a weird year. Unbelievable. Um. Who is your bust this week? Who's your superstar? Oh, Tom Brady. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Who's your bust? Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. Oh, that's a good choice. I almost chose him. Yeah. Four points. And uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's a, mine's a, um, uh, a, uh, it goes two ways here. Zeke and Amari Cooper both had six points. Ah, it's funny as I had both those players on one of my other teams. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so after that Thursday night game, I'm like looking at the score. I'm like, my two plus players has got 12 points combined. <laughs> Crap. This is not going well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was not good. Um, my uh, drop for this week is any Seahawks running back. All right? You can't trust any of them. <laughs> like, I mean, if you want to just, you know, gamble, I mean, because that's technically what you're doing when you're playing fantasy football is gambling. So if you want to make it a serious gamble, just pick one of the Seahawks running backs. Maybe that'll be the week they score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. um, I got uh, Jerry Judy, actually, is my player you can drop. I had Cortland Sutton, I think, last week, maybe. Yeah, you did. Um, you had Cortland Sutton last yeah, week. It's time just to say goodbye to the to the Broncos pass catchers. It's, there's no reason to have them on your team. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, well, and speaking of Cortland Sutton, after you said don't pick him up, I picked him up this week and then dropped him immediately for my player I don't want my brother to pick up, Justin Gage. Uh, Justin Russell Gage. Gage. Russell, Russell Gage. Gage. Wow. Sorry, Justin Gage played for the Bears. <laughs> you're Russell having bad, Gage. You're having a bad name day. Josh oh. McDermott. I know. <laughs> um, Russell Gage. Uh, he's aver- He's had over eight targets the last three weeks in a row. Um, he's obviously the number one right now there because of Calvin Ridley being out. Um, so pick him up. Ride him if you can. I am trying to. Yeah, I'd go with Jermichael Hasty this week. Um, possibly, to be honest. He may yeah. not even be worthwhile because we have two running backs that may not play. So we have right. one right. protocol and the other one has a flared up knee, Jeff Wilson. So, but if you've uh, got room on your bench, I say, pick him up. Grab him. Cause if he plays, yeah, yeah you're talking like, that's probably 15 to 20 touches. So yeah, I, I have him on my team. I picked him up this week. Like I was, I was afraid someone already had picked him up mm-hmm. just to put him on the bench. And so I have him on my bench just in case, but here's my question, Josh, can I bench any of my running backs and play Jamichael hasty? Like we're talking Najee Harris, we're talking Cordell Patterson, and we're talking James Robinson. 
No, you can't. No. You have, no. That's actually a pretty good running back. How are you? How are you? How are you in last place? Like you, you Let me tell best, you, or at least because, the best sounding running back crew. <laughs> no, it's, it's, no. Najee Harris is the fourth best running back. Cordell Patterson's number uh, seven. Um, and then James Robinson's number uh, 12 or 14. That's a solid running back core, but James Robinson's been injured in certain weeks. Um, uh, and then like my wide receivers are trash. Yeah. My wide receivers, what killed me was Seattle. Like I pinned all my hopes on Seattle. Russell Wilson was I was on IR. Um, Chris Carson was on IR. And then Tyler Lockett it's had Geno Smith throwing to him, you know? So like, <laughs> but even he, he's looked much better since Russell Wilson's gotten back. But that is our fantasy football depression. Hopefully next week you'll hear some joy out of me because I've won. And if I win, Josh, that that helps you too. It could. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. see. Well, Josh, it is December 8th, 2021. And I'm so excited to talk about our player because I know you and me feel very differently about this player. It is Philip Rivers birthday december 8th 2021 philip rivers went to north carolina state he was drafted fourth overall by the giants and then traded immediately to the chargers for that little baby eli manning listen to this he his first two years he backed up um uh drew Brees in san diego and then he had eight pro bowls eight pro bowls and he's fifth all time in yards and touchdowns. Um, they're actually the most by a quarterback to not win a Super Bowl. He had 12 seasons of over 4,000 yards with a two to one touchdown to interception ratio. Josh, talk to me about Phillip Rivers. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, that's my question. Is he a Hall of Famer? He's not. Okay, give me your argument. Don't just say he's not. What's your argument? He didn't win a Super Bowl. That's your only argument? So if he had if he had Dan Marino type stats, like unbelievable for his time stats, okay, I'd give it to you. But you're basically talking about just a really like a really just above average quarterback that played for a really long time. And I don't think that that's a Hall of Fame caliber. I think he's just a good quarterback. Probably would have been great to have him on the Bears, but just I I honestly it, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls and he's going to make it to the Hall of Fame. Okay, and Eli Manning in my mind is only a little bit less worse or less worse. <laughs> is it only a little bit worse than Phil Rivers? Even though his, his stats are probably much worse. Um, in my mind, as quarterbacks, Eli Manning is just a little bit worse than Phil Rivers, but he at least won two Super Bowls, and he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Wait, wait, wait. All right, wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about this, all right? If Let's say that Eli Manning wasn't a baby, all right, and played for the team that drafted him, the Chargers, and Phillip Rivers played for the Giants. Don't you think the Giants would have more Super Bowls? No. What? Phillip Rivers is an eight-time Pro Bowl quarterback, man. Eight times. With 12 seasons over 4,000 yards. They would have won at least another Super Bowl. I don't know. Dude, their offense would have been better, man. 
I honestly, I just, I, I'm not on board. He, he did not get the job done when it mattered. He had a lot of really good teams. He, to be honest, he's in my mind for, he's one of the quarterbacks that basically have large stats because of the way the NFL is played now. And he played for a very long time and he was better than average. And that's why he has big numbers. Give it, give it like 10, 20 years, Dave. Phil Rivers wouldn't even, probably won't even be in the top 20 of most yards in their career. Okay. All right. So give me a quarterback that he's like, give me another quarterback that has that type of record that would, that, that you think won't be in the hall of fame. Uh, Joe Flacco. No, Joe Flacco wasn't nearly the quarterback. Oh, but he won a Super Bowl too. And he still won't make it to the play. I honestly think Joe Flacco is probably. Oh, Matt Ryan. There you go. Matt Ryan. That's all. I choose Matt Ryan. How many people? Matt Ryan? Really? Or he did not win a Super Bowl and he will not make it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he doesn't have nearly the passing stats that Phillip Rivers has. Not nearly. You're probably right, but I'm just saying. Like, he's not, like, Phillip Rivers didn't do the best of anything. He just was an above average quarterback for his entire career. Ugh. That's a Hall of Fame. That's a Hall of Fame to me. Hall of Fame to me is like you did something better than anyone else, or you won a bunch of Super Bowls. I say that Philip Rivers was as as a passer, as a quarterback. I, I, I put him as top five in his in his uh, um, his age group. Top five in his age group. I think he's a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think so at all. He is. He's he's a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. If you say so. Like, I can put Brady ahead of him. I can put Manning ahead of him. <sighs> You're That's not... it. That's all I can put. <laughs> that's all Drew I can... Brees. I can put Drew Brees ahead of him. But that's it. That's all I can, that's all I can put ahead of him. Yep. Who else would you put ahead of him? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. I guess I can put Aaron Rodgers ahead of him, too. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot that they're around the same age, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, he's he's an above-average quarterback. If you would have put a Super Bowl on his resume, I'd be like, okay. You know, I'd be completely down with him going to the Hall of Fame. But you just he didn't do anything better than everyone, you know? And that's usually what it takes. And Or you win Super Bowls. And I'd, is Phil Simms in the Hall of Fame? He is, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's because you won a Super Bowl. He was not a good quarterback. Or no, he, wasn't, he wasn't a great quarterback, no. It's winning that matters, I think, the most. I but, agree with you. I think but, winning does, but in does exception, matter. In exception, Dave, guys like Dan Marino make it because they did something exceptionally well, and he is not part of that group. He was what not about, at anything. All right, what about Dan Fouts, another Chargers quarterback who never won a Super Bowl? Yeah, again, he was he was elite for his time. You know, these days not so much, but for his time he was elite. Okay, all right, I, I like your argument. I don't agree with it, and I really do believe Philip Rivers will be in the Hall of Fame, and you'll have to give me a dollar or something. So, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, anyway, 
Today is December 8th, 2021. Happy birthday, Philip Rivers. Well, Josh, um, as always, this is our hub hub time, our hub controversy, if you will. This week, um, Hub uh, stated that he believes that if Tevin Jenkins comes back healthy next year and is what we think he's going to be, the Bears have have drafted this year their starting left and right tackles for the next 10 years. Larry Borum at, on the left side and Tevin Jenkins on the right side. Do you agree with him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Larry Borum, man, like he's got great feet, man. Unbelievable. And he's quick. I think he's, he, I think he's the best left tackle on the Bears right now. Well, good. That was another controversy, and we both agree. And maybe next week we'll we'll really get into it, you know, deep about something Hub said. But until then, we have just a few more seconds. Um, a little bit about tennis this week. Oh, um, hey, Dave. Uh, hold on one second. I forgot to mention something in the fantasy football depression. Oh, okay. Uh, so with the playoffs coming up, we're about a week away. Uh, make sure to stash those defenses, like I said earlier, a couple weeks ago, for the playoffs. There's a couple of them that look really good. Um, there's, the <laughs> yeah, um, and then also make sure to get your insurance players on your on your bench now. I've mentioned this also uh, many weeks back, but during the playoffs, it's really important that you get your, you know. In this case, and you know, obviously Alexander Madison is already playing because Delvin Cook is hurt. But your Alexander Madison's, your Tony Pollard's, who you know they're probably not on the waiver wire, but there's other players that you know you just need to make sure that you have on your bench for if your starter goes out, you're you're ready to go in the playoffs because you can't you can't be reliant on your waiver priority. So, um, Josh, do I need to pick up my backups too for my consolation playoffs? <laughs> either and, th- and that's all we have for today all right oh <laughs> all right well josh you used up all the time bro um next week we'll talk a little bit about table tennis mixed with tennis regular tennis it's crazy stuff um but until then stay cynical all right.